0: Crew Pros, your single source for high quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no
1: matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros. What up Grizz Nation and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901 presented by Zach Jaworski State Farm where they treat you like family. Today we have our main guy not kind of not the side chick we got our main guy in here. (laughs) Ryan what's up man?
0: Doing all right man just uh trying to watch the Chiefs pull off this money line for me.
1: Yeah, well, uh, weirdly enough, my um, my boss has had me put some money down for him uh, on uh, the Bucks, and he's a huge Chiefs fan, mm. which is weird to me. So now so he's, he's kicking to himself because, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was before the game, but anyway, uh, we're here on a uh, Sunday night recording this. We are going live on YouTube and wherever else uh, you can find us on Twitter and whatnot, but. Uh, we had a, a very quick show last time, it was supposed to be quick as well, and somehow it just kept going on and on and on. But this one is going to be quick, I promise you. Uh, Ryan and I actually have to do another recording of uh, free basketball after this, so uh, make sure you check out free basketball as well. Um, on the plug. podcast network with the lead, yes.
0: No, just saying, nice plug.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> all right, so. Let's go ahead and get into it. The Grizzlies uh, just played the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, 107-102 to 102 win. It was a honestly a game I saw zero minutes of it. I, I just kind of <laughs> caught it a little bit from, I guess, uh, Twitter for the most part. I saw some highlights. I saw some things. So I am not the guy who is going to be here talking about everything and how awesome it is. Ryan saw it. He watched it. And so, we're going to ask him a lot about the preseason game and kind of what he saw, what he's taking away. Uh, so, let's go ahead and get into that game first. Um, David Roddy was the high score. Is that is that real, Ryan? Or is that just like, hey, yeah, he was the high score, but that's really not he, – he didn't have he, that big of an effect on the game. He was? How many points did he have?
0: Uh, 18. Oh, okay. because I like that's how little I pay attention to stats, like score points scored in a preseason game because it just doesn't matter. Um, Yeah, I like I'm more interested to see what like certain roles guys are in or what Taylor Jenkins and the crew or coaching staff is trying to put guys in to see what they can do. Right. I don't really care too much about scoring stats. I get it. Some of it is interesting, you know, like I like the true shooting and our, you know, field goal percentage and stuff like that. I'm kind of mainly watching individual guys to see if there is an improvement that they've been kind of vaunted, like Santi. Um, yeah. and then more interested by the rookies who were kind of like the crew, you know, who led that comeback in the fourth quarter. Right. Um, I'm certainly not a person who overact overreacts to anything regarding preseason. Um, so I watched it, you know, night of, and then kind of reading everybody's tweets and replies and hot takes we'll say from all sorts of corners from the Grizz Twitter sphere. Um, I had to re- rewatch a couple quarters again today just to be like, did I miss something? And right. re-watching it, no, I didn't miss anything. People just, we get caught up, and that's fine. And I like people to be excited about the Grizzlies, um, but some of it is just, it's already too much. <laughs> so what exactly is the
1: too much? Like, who was it on? Because from what I saw, there were certain people, mainly it was Junior, but um, who was it that you saw that people were all, you know, going crazy about?
0: Well, everybody is excited about Junior, and I get it. But you have to look at who he was playing against a lot. I mean, come on. Um, Like, the main reaction I've seen from a lot of people, not just one, is like, Junior's going to get real minutes, or we need to find real minutes for Junior this year. And that's insanity. Um, The other one is, like, some people who I guess are more quote unquote credible within Grizzly's Twitter or have covered scene for a long time or like Santi kind of made a real impression to me about being, you know, potentially the guy to start at the four. He looks a lot better, looks whatever. And I just didn't see that at all. Not to say that Santi isn't better, but yeah. I did not see anything that stuck out to be like, oh yeah, he's the four while Jared's out. We're good. I certainly yeah. didn't see that at all. Um, I mean, he just kind of floated around the perimeter, and I think he did hit the first three of the game when it started out like on an 8-0 run. Right. So he did kind of, you know, was the first score for the Grizzlies for the quote-unquote 2022-2023 season. But I certainly didn't see anything to be like, oh, yeah, he's really improved. He's solid. We can count on him to be able to fill in for Jaren at the four to start the NBA season. So that's kind of like little stuff, um, or those were kind of the main things, right? Now, everybody has a reaction about every single player, and I certainly get that. Uh, It's just preseason. You have to consider what's going on. You have to consider who's playing. Like, we're going to react. We're down by 10 to 12 points or 8 to 12 points pretty much the entire game. And we basically came back within the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. The Bucs weren't playing anybody, just like we weren't playing anybody. And if you weren't paying attention to it, the Bucks scored three points in the final four and a half minutes of the game. They made mm-hmm. one basket and one free throw. Now, mm-hmm. I will give credit where it's due, because the rookies and the guys that are in there, this is why we drafted these guys for the defensive versatility, I think, and the, de- and the offensive versatility. You saw that. That's real. Yeah. So I certainly think the most positive thing I came out of it is I did feel better about Kennedy Chandler, who was just a pest defensively. Now, what's the ceiling of that? I don't know. Like, he kind of reminds me of Javon Carter, just comparing apples mm. to apples, you know, playing against the Bucks, And like he certainly, when he was not in the game, we didn't really have any kind of um, – Anybody that could kind of, not necessarily create out the dribble, but somebody could, could actually get into the lane and create for other people. So I certainly think they still going to struggle around the basket, being his size, struggle finishing. And if he's going to struggle finishing, he's going to have to develop an outside shot. And he did hit a three pretty early, just stepped into it, looked pretty comfortable. Um, but defensively, I mean, he looked like he could play right now. But the problem yeah. is, is he's just so small. We get into a real game, you know. Regular season teams are just going to take advantage of him. It's going to draw help. Everyone's going to have to rotate, kicking out for wide open threes. The Bucks just were playing nobody that could really take advantage of that. So certainly, I get the excitement from everybody, and I will give that last group their props because defensively they looked really good. I mean, they were doing everything, which is like the Grizzly strategy, right? No drives to the middle, um, help off you know, hard rotate, close out to the corner, leave the open above the baked threes wide open. And that's kind of the Grizzlies' defense. And you saw that last night. So, yeah, the Bucks. like, what can you have, 20 players on a preseason roster or something like that? Like, for the most part, they saw guys 10 through 17. And they scored three points in the final five minutes of a preseason game. So yeah, sure. It's cool. And I'm glad that, you know, they're not going to quit. They are competing. That's a good sign. They all think they can play probably rotation minutes for this team this year. Mm. And you saw that competition. So those are bright spots. I'm not trying to ding on that, but to have this overreaction, like, Oh, we're going to bring it to you every night kind of thing. And we have to carve out minutes for junior this year. And, um, you know, Santee looks ready to step into the four and it'd be okay. Like I just, I'll never be on board with stuff like that. And uh, yeah. So I'm not going crazy over it. It's fun to watch. I like to see what guys are doing defensively and the guys we drafted, you see the versatility offense and defense. You see they, why they took swings on those players so it's nice to see it'll be interesting to see the consistency going forward zaire was kind of an interesting case during the game i mean i like his little pet new uh mid-range pull-up game i think that's going to be crucial for him this year he's just got to get it consistent i think his shot looks pretty good from three a little more consistent um we'll see you know within the flow of a real nba offense against a real nba defense but It certainly looked more consistent to me last night, like he felt more comfortable. But that kind of mid-range pull-up, no one can really guard it. And I think that's going to be, if he's going to take a big step this year, I think that's going to be a really good indicator for him. And I thought he competed well in defense, where I think he should be one of the starters. Um, Just the way he was rotating help defense and was actually kind of swatting people and challenging people on the rim on rotation, kind of like what Jaron does. Um, So it certainly was like, I didn't think of Santee could step in at the four. I thought, okay, I could see Dylan playing at the four and Zaire starting, just because of the help rotation defense and his length. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I like Zaire. I think he is the guy who should be probably the starter, and I think he will be. I don't see why they would put Aldama in there, Uh, but it wouldn't shock me. If he if he takes that step, if Aldama takes a step this preseason, I think he has the potential of actually doing that. But um, I think it's Zaire's to lose unless Aldama just really just presses enough where they feel comfortable putting Aldama in there so they can slide Zaire to, you know, the second unit, which actually makes them a better team. You know, if you put Zaire in the starting unit, that's fine. Uh, but you have Ja there. You have, you know, your better players, Bane. Um, and so sliding iron to the bench where he's probably going to be mostly a year. I would imagine that's probably what they would want to do, but they would have to make Aldama make, you know, force their hand a little bit, but, um, it was interesting that, you know, they, they scored 41 points in the fourth quarter, which is, you know, nice to see, uh, looking back at, you know, this box score, it pretty much just goes to show that our team is much deeper than other teams. So when other people are playing their 10th, tent- to 17 guy right our 10 to 17 is better than a lot of other people's 10 to 17 you can kind of see that a little bit when like these are actually real nba players uh just like in summer league when you're having people that weren't 32 34 really going for a nba contract they have nothing to lose in the summer league like when you run up against a team like that so i think that this is a chance for us to really see Um, how good and deep this team is. But I really see that you're going to see how good this uh, Memphis hustle team is going (laughs) to be. You got to imagine like, I'm sorry, but junior he's, he's good. I think he'll have his shot within the year. Let's not go ahead and push him in there in the first few games of the year. Like let him, let let us get his feet wet. A guy like Vince Williams, (laughs) who is not going to be great on the NBA court right now. But you put him on the court in Memphis Hustle in the G League, that dude is going to be good. And then, you know, Laravia, Roddy, at some point you are gonna be down there. Kenny Chandler's gonna be down there all the time. That Memphis Hustle team is gonna be very, very good. Um, all right, here yeah. we go uh, with this. Let's 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 listen or let's answer Chris. I'm gonna show you what he's saying. <laughs> Start junior. Is <Does> this <laughs> Is he is he the guy that we're like all right, Chris, we love you first of all. Second of all, is he the reason that, you know, now we're having so many issues with everybody saying start junior? Like like is Chris wrong to want to start junior?
0: He's not wrong for wanting to start him because it's fun. Does it make the Grizzlies person. better? No, certainly it doesn't. Um, but it's fun. Like it's just a like if you just want a different look for a guy who's unafraid, (laughs) who's an undrafted rookie, um it's it's interesting, right? Like, yeah, would I be interested in an opening day game where it's Julius Randall versus Junior? Sure. Mm, Like, why not? Like, come on. That's just funny, body to body, like they're the exact (laughs) same player. Um But, I mean, I just think it's realistic that he's going to be mostly a hustle guy. Um I agree. And I think, like, this – can you buy season tickets for the hustle? I assume you can. Yes. Um, Yes, you can. I've never been to one, but after watching the rookies, like, how they just didn't stop, right? And, like, I might actually have to get hustle season tickets because (laughs) – they're an interesting hustle team now. The consistency in the shooting, there's not a lot of shot creation outside yeah. of Kennedy, who's really not going to create for himself, and Junior, who can't really separate from anybody one on one, but he's just so big and bulky. But the thing is, they're just not going to rebound, like, they're going to get killed in the G League on the re on the boards. Um, yeah. but I'm very interested to watch. The, the five rookies develop um, oh, yeah. because there is a couple of them are going to hit and I don't know which ones exactly it is because I don't want to say Junior's like a sideshow, like he's fun sideshow no. and I don't want to say Kennedy couldn't develop an outside jumper and could you know, I, I don't want to say no one can do anything because they all have the ability to do something that is additive for this team. Um, But I just don't foresee junior or any of them getting a lot of rotation minutes early, but that they might have to depending on the timetable return with triple J. And if someone like Conchar starts slow and he's killing us as a seventh or eighth man, and they've got to try somebody else. So yep. I'm interested to see what the next step forward is, but I'm certainly not going to freak out over preseason games.
1: Yeah, I'm in the same way. Um, I think it's fun. I love Junior. I wish he would play. Um, would If I was the coach, I would definitely hold him off for sure. I want to get his feet wet, get him used to the NBA, run up and down the court. That way when you put him in the game, you put him in the right spot. Like, you're putting him in at the the best potential spot for him. So I think, I you know, honestly, I, I'm, I'm ecstatic about just the excitement, but also just the potential that these guys bring. I think that's really what you have here is you have potential. And I think, you know, Junior, even, you know, Roddy, people are all, you know, he was the leading scorer for the Grizzlies um and i don't think he was probably talked enough but i ha- you know i haven't seen the game so i'm not gonna you know talk about it too much but um let's get uh talk about the other uh upcoming games so when this coming out monday uh it should be coming out to everybody uh wherever you listen to us whether it's podcasts if you're checking in on a monday somehow on youtube uh the, the, the grizzlies take on the magic they're gonna be at home um and so they also then go, uh go back home again. Sorry, they're home again against the Heat on Friday the 7th. Is there anything that you're really looking for uh, within these two preseason games this week?
0: Uh, I want to see more Conchar and Zaire stuff. Okay. Um, I'd like to see Zaire continue to try to create. They tried to force Zaire to create stuff being on ball. And it just went nowhere. Um, yeah. And that's okay, right? Like, that's the point, is to make him uncomfortable. Not, And I, I certainly don't expect for him to be featured as a primary bile handler during the regular season. I mean, they'll probably give him a couple possessions a game to try it, but I yeah. certainly don't see him as being a initiator-creator this yeah. season uh but i would like to see him continue to try and i think the coaching staff is going to force him to with certain sets and lineups um and then Jitty, i mean Jitty was firing like he started yeah. firing from three now he didn't connect on anything and he only really scored on backdoor cuts and offensive rebounds the John Conchar, that we know and love. (laughs) Uh, But the willingness, he just looked hurried to me, like a guy who is trying to, you know, we said in media day, the guy mentioned he only averaged 1.8 three point attempts a game. Right. Like he looked like a guy who was like, I've got to get up more threes. And he just looked, he just looked, yeah, he looked a little hurried. They weren't forced shots, they were wide open, but he looked hurried. So yeah. I'm int- I want him to keep doing that because he needs to be comfortable. Um, so I'm looking for more consistency out of these preseason games. And if you wouldn't had to put at the bottom that we we're playing the Magic and the Heat, I wouldn't have known who the next two opponents are because <laughs> I just, I just don't care. Like it right. doesn't matter. And I don't think you. I don't think Grizzlies fans. You should be watching preseason games. To look for, oh look, he scored David Rice scored eighteen points again. He's gonna be really solid. It there's no correlation to preseason regular season. None. Yeah. Okay. You need to be looking at little things like shot creation. What does he look like within the flow of the does he look comfortable? Defensively is the biggest thing. Right? The thing with rookies and second year guys is defensively, Zaire Williams was a net negative analytically for us last year. Like he scored out analytically as like an eighth to tenth man analytics-wise. So defensive defensively is what I'm most interested to watch. And everyone was switching, no one was playing, you know, really getting through screens or anything, and that's part of the Grizzly system. So I want to see how guys function out of that defensively instead of just watching the ball all the time, watch the guys on the back line when you're watching a game, don't just watch the point of the attack, see how everybody else is in rotation. That gives you a much better feel for what might carry over to a regular season. Mm -hmm. Um, And we certainly know that the higher attempts from threes, it, it usually carries over into a trend into the regular season. So if, Jake LaRavia is going to end preseason with only attempting three threes per game. That's not a great indicator that he's going to be shooting a lot of threes in the regular season. It's just not. So if you're a guy that can shoot at a decent percentage shooting six to seven attempts in preseason, that is an indicator for rookies that you have the ability and you're going to have your chance and you're going to be able to hit those three-pointers in the regular season. So that's the kind of stuff statistically, if you just like stats... That's really what yeah. you should be focused on, not. Oh, Junior had twenty three points tonight against Mo Bamba. <laughs> let's play like it, that. The points don't matter, is what I'm trying to say. You're looking yeah. for the additive stuffs for something that could carry over to real regular season basketball. Uh, do you think we see Jaw during the uh, preseason? I would assume so. I would assume he'd play a quarter maybe in the last one. What is that, the Heat on the seventh?
1: Yeah, we have another game. That's the, I think it's the last home game, home preseason game. Oh, okay. Yeah, then we go down uh, to Magic and then to the Pistons. So we have five total games,
0: five preseason games. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would assume it's one of the last ones where he plays like half a quarter or something to get – like I'm sure he wants to play anyways, but – I certainly wouldn't expect to see him in the next two, but maybe little glimpses in the fourth and fifth one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited about seeing um,
1: just the team kind of figure themselves out a little bit. And I want to see a little bit of highlight from these young guys and kind of see them kind of grow into their own. So nothing in particular. Um, I still haven't seen it from Roddy. I didn't watch this game, as I said earlier. Um, I haven't seen it. I want to see it. I want to see how he's going to translate against tougher opponents. We've seen him against college. We've now seen him in you know the uh, summer league. Didn't see a lot. Didn't see you know anything so far in the preseason. I want to see it. And whatever these guys have, uh, whether it's Jake, you know, pulling up from three and uh, knocking some down like he did in this last game, I want to see it. Whatever it is, and whatever they have, what they're best thing that's going to translate and keep them on the floor and carve out some important minutes you know during the regular season i want to see it so that's what i'm looking for these young guys to keep playing i want them to play 25 minutes a night i keep doing what they're doing that way you know we kind of see a little bit of rhythm from them get going uh but just like you said i don't know if we see jaw a lot i think you're going to see him in two games probably play 15 minutes so you're talking about you know the first you know seven to eight Come out, go back in second quarter, seven to eight. I don't think you're going to see him more than 15 or 20 minutes. I could be wrong, but that's what I would look for. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, before we get into our last topic, before we get out of here, uh, we've got about five or so minutes, and we're going to get out of here and uh, wrap this thing up. But uh, our presenting sponsor is Zach Jaworski State Farm. Uh, they have been very good to us. So if you do not have insurance that you love, because these guys, as you know, I said earlier, Ryan, Zach Jaworski doesn't suck. Exactly. Thank you. (laughs) Um, No, they're very good. So give them a call at 901 459 4227. You can even find them on the web at Zach, Z A C H, insuresmemphis.com. If you're looking for automobile, house, car, boat, I don't know, necklaces. Actually, I have that, weirdly enough. Uh, My wife's ring, uh, insured. (laughs) because it better be (laughs) um everything i think everything that really has insurance i have everything through zach Uh, good team great people there um and it it very much is true they treat you like family but go check out zach jaworski state farm 901-459-4227 it's zach insurers memphis.com all right our last thing you know we had to go here i didn't even tell you we're gonna talk about this but steven adams two years 25.2 25.2 million total, so that's roughly 12ish.
0: How do you feel about that? I'm fine with it.
1: Okay.
0: I I mean it's not like it's a solid thing and I think <sighs> there I think at first with Triple J it was like, oh, he's got to play the five. And over the past couple of years I've just flipped from that. I don't think he can play the five. Um so I think Steven Adams just solves a lot of problems right now. So yeah. I don't know if there's still a potential transition plan in a couple of years to where they try triple J at the five, or they just go out and find someone that's like Steven Adams in the free agency market. Um, when, when his contract is up. Yeah. So I'm fine with it. I think Steven Adams has been awesome for this team. Um it, I mean, we don't really rebound if he's not there. So there's a reason why we were killing everybody in the league at like a record pace and second chance points, and that's just because the guy just works. And we'll set screens, get guys open, find cutters and divers on the elbow. So I think he's fine for that price. It doesn't hurt my feelings. Don't think it's expensive, don't think it's cheap, think it's just right, think it's a fair deal. I think it works out for both Steven and for the Grizzlies. Yeah, I was saying uh, pretty much in the offseason that I, I I would look for them
1: to extend and give Steven Adams a contract. And I even said, you know, what is it, two years, 12 million each year? I think that's realistic. And, you know, a lot of people said that there's no way you can get it for 12 uh because you know it's kind of pretty much what he makes or I think it might be less than what he makes. I'm not looking at it right now, but um you know even if it was 15 a million, even if this was two years 30 with the with the the cap going up, I, I still think this would be a good deal. But the fact that you have him in his prime he's 29. So you're gonna get him for whatever he's paying this year, 12 million or so this year 29, 12 million at 30, and then 12 million at 31 what this actually does is this keeps your window open just a little bit longer, because now you have your your young crew, you know, of your young guys. They're all pretty much figured out. The only people that you don't that play important minutes, you don't have Brandon Clark after this season. You don't have Dylan Brooks after this season, right? And then you're going to eventually give a contract to Desmond Bain. Outside of that, everybody else is pretty much under contract. And so this is your team. I think this is a great spot. I think this keeps their window open a little bit longer. I think it allows them to be the Grizzlies and kind of just hold steadfast to this unit that they have. This also allows them to go the direction of if they need to slide Jaron down to the five, because junior Roddy, uh, let's say Zaire and somebody comes in and plays the four and and all that figures itself out. You can slide Steven Adams to the bench for 12 million a year. And I think he'd be okay with that. Now you have a guy who's really good as a backup big. This also answers the question. This team is not long with Xavier Tillman. If Xavier Hmm. Tillman wants to hang out, he can, but it won't be for, a a decent contract it's going to be a very very small contract probably what he's already making if he wants to bounce around the league he can if he wants to be at the backup big here he can uh but i think that's pretty much says like there's no way that xavier tillman's going to be the guy that moves into the starting lineup and kind of becomes that guy that'll never happen especially not now
0: yeah uh real quick also with steven um also an interesting pairing with dylan brooks salary for a trade potential okay uh I, so you get to what like 26 27 million um yeah. a lot of interesting players in that range <laughs> yeah well i think uh, you know dylan is what 10 10 or so is he not 14 i'm sorry i thought he was like 14 i could be wrong on that but i don't think so that's probably for right another now. time but it, it's it it does seem like an obvious – like, to me, it kind of felt like, oh, that's a good deal. That's fine. Uh, but it did right. also kind of, like, hit me with that. Mm, that's a potential pairing with Dylan if you're going for a disgruntled guy thing. Um, <laughs> right. If you wanted to. So, yeah. not saying that a lot of teams will have an appetite to get rid of a disgruntled young player for yeah. Dylan Brooks and Steven Adams, but um, – the length of the extension, it's fine. And Dylan's what, on his last year? Yeah, Dylan's expiring. On, so he's 11-4 he's ex- right now. So you might get a team that's interested by that, potentially. You never know. Yeah. Who may not want to pay a guy or someone that may be trying to tank or yeah. um, possibly. You just don't know.
1: And Adams has been great for the Grizzlies. He's getting paid roughly uh, eighteen million this year, this upcoming season, and then it goes down to twelve and then thirteen.
0: Yeah, so that's it, that's great. Yeah, I, I just I love love the guy. Wouldn't want to see him go, but would not shock me if that was kind of like the the two pairing with a pick kind of you start hearing rumored around the league for guys, you know, that may be on the quote-unquote trade block. Well, the Grizzlies offered Dylan Brooks and Steven Adams in a 2023 20, first, you know, <laughs> like something yeah. like that. Wouldn't surprise me. Not saying it happened, just saying it wouldn't shock me if that was kind of like the starting baseline for a deal. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're, what, 28 combined between them?
1: Uh, maybe 29 actually. So that's what you're looking at between those two guys this season. Uh, obviously it lessens next year. And then Dylan's done under contract with the Grizzlies next year either. So um, it is very important. Something big to look at, you know, I, I don't know if the, what the time is like for some reason, once you sign an extension, when can you be actually traded? Um, I would imagine it's something similar to, you know, others we had to wait till like, they think there's a a time in December that you can actually get traded by then. So, who knows? We'll see. Uh, all right. That's all we have. Uh, like I said, we got to go record another show. Uh, but, uh, we, we want to hop on here and do a little bit of the Grizzlies preseason as well as talk about the Steven Adams stuff. Um, uh, but uh, as always make sure you, you know, subscribe, rate, review. We're on everywhere podcast. Uh, you can, you can definitely find us also YouTube. We're going to keep gearing up and, uh, getting ready for the season that's upcoming. Uh, we are 17 days away, man. Mm. So close. I mm. uh, Just took a took a tour of the uh, FedEx Forum. Uh, the new Big River Steel Edge, awesome. If you haven't seen it, go check out our uh, uh, Grizz Lead at Grizz underscore Lead. Go check that out. Uh, it was cool. Right when uh, where zebo's banner is, they took out the entire bleachers, like the seating. And just has it wide open. You can go in there and get um, food. The food was amazing. Um, I had uh, asparagus, corn. <laughs> I had wings. I had the first um, thing
0: you're gonna list. I was just asparagus. I'm going down
1: everything I got. Like it was in order, obviously. Um, <laughs> I had some uh, barbecue. I had uh, it was some seafood. Something I don't even remember what it was. Um, did it was so good. And then they wrap it all up with some cheesecake in the end. Uh, Mm. they also have, uh, Casamigos is a sponsor now. So I had, uh, Casamigos and, and something lemony. I don't know what it was. (laughs) It was was so good. (laughs) It was a blue drink. They, they pour in a blue something to make it blue. Like it's not actually the flavoring and it looks so cool. Uh, they put it, they dip the, the lemon, in uh some blue stuff and then (laughs) spike it like a spear and then put it in your drink and that's what stirs the alcohol in whatever Mm. and that's what turned it blue which was cool but you got a little uh, commemorative cup has the grizzlies on one side casamigos on the other um so that was cool uh it's they're doing so much like we walked everywhere on one part of the forum if you want to go for local food, you go to that one part of the forum. So you don't go like, oh, rendezvous down in 110, but you go to 120, then you can get um, another local place. Literally, if you want local food, you go to like section 109 to like 114. Like that's where all the local stuff is. That way it helps people that want to go local. You just go to that area and then you find whatever local food you want. Great idea. Um, so there's a lot of... Um, beer places different things around that area um and a lot of um cocktail you can actually have like like kind of a refill cocktail thing you go up there and you pay for it and you they they pretty much like give your cup and dispense it in Mm. all mixed in together right away dude quick 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 so it was awesome man i um I was thrilled because I think they're going a little bit more automated where you can, you know, get free refills, you know, as long as you have that cup whatever, you can go get free refills. So, there's a lot of cool things. So, I'm excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and officially, uh we do have this now. I don't know if everybody can see it. A little media action. A little media mm. action. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we uh we're moving up. Uh 901? Come we, for we the t- asparagus. <laughs> and your carrots <laughs> and your carrots don't forget the carrots It's my favorite ones actually grilled <laughs> carrots all right that's all we got let me get out of here we got to go record more podcasts uh but just remember be nice and tell your friends